0: Hey, Five Oaks family and friends joining us for worship. Uh, Happy Mother's Day. We have a special in this sermon for you moms. I'm coming to you from the front of the Twisted Oak Coffee House in uh, Prescott, Wisconsin, my new hometown. And uh, I'm gonna be coming to you from various locations throughout this sermon. It's not random, there's a reason for it. See if you can figure it out before the sermon is done. Oh, that's really good. So today we're launching a brand new prayer series, prayer training for the rest of us. And that word training in the title is intentional. This is a very hands-on prayer series, focusing on equipping you to develop a habit of a deepening and meaningful prayer life for the rest of your life. The reality is prayer isn't easy, and we usually don't get the training that we should have. So this series is gonna be the training course that you wished you had had. So I really hope you're gonna join us for it. Let's get our hearts ready by praying the prayer of illumination together. Please pray the underlying portions out loud. This is based on Psalm 46. Heavenly Father, you are always with us an ever present help, our refuge and our strength. By your Holy Spirit, speak to us through your word teach us to be still so that we can hear you teach us to be still so that we can know you move in us and use us to build your kingdom and to glorify your name in jesus name amen today's Scriptures are going to be read by a special group of people, some of, our, uh, some of our kids here at Five Oaks, and we're doing this in honor of moms. But as the passages are being read, I want you to kind of step back from it for a second, not, not necessarily looking at the details of, of this, but looking at the overall picture. Uh, right after the reading, there's going to be a question that's going to come up on the screen. And the question that you should be asking as you're hearing this is, what do you learn about prayer from these passages of scripture? Mark 1, 35. Very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went to a solitary place where he prayed. Luke 6, 12 and 13. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray, and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, He called His disciples to Him and chose twelve of them, who He also designated apostles. Luke 11:1. 1. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. When He finished, one of His disciples said to Him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught His disciples. Mark 6, 45 and 46. Immediately, Jesus made His disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of Him to Bethsaida, while He dismissed the crowd. After leaving them, He went up on a mountainside to pray. Matthew twenty-six thirty-six. Then Jesus went with His disciples to a place called Gethsemane. And He said to them, Sit, there. Sit here while I go over there and pray. Acts 1, 4, and 14 On one occasion while He was eating with them, He gave them this command, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you have heard me speak about. They all joined together constantly in prayer, along with the woman and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. Acts 6, verses 2 and 4. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, We'll give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. Acts 10 and 9. About noon the following day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up on their roof to pray. Acts chapter 9, verse 11, The Lord told Ananias, Go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus named Saul, for he is praying. Ephesians 1, 15-16, For this reason, ever since I've heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you and remembering you in my prayers. here's my short answer to the question about what what did I learn from listening to this? My short answer is prayer was a priority in the life of Jesus. And that sense of priority was passed on to his disciples. I think I was in high school when I first heard a pastor say if Jesus the Son of God who had perfect fellowship with God made it a priority to pray in his life, shouldn't you? As you read the gospels you get the sense that jesus was constantly getting away to pray off by himself and sometimes with the disciples this was his priority in life now that was not the case in the life of disciples at least not at first but their training began when one of them asked the question that i think all of them were thinking he said lord teach us to pray like john john the baptist taught his disciples. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. Teach us to pray. We need help. We want to learn to pray like you. Packed into this passage are five simple practices for developing a personal prayer habit in your life. And I want to spend some time unpacking that for you. Throughout the series, I'm going to challenge you to use all five practices for the whole eight weeks, all five practices. It will deeply impact your prayer life. So I've created a simple checklist in your outlines. Each point will have an item for you to practice. And here's the first practice. Don't do this alone. The, The specific thing that you can do is complete the prayer course with your small groups, The disciples didn't learn to pray on their own. They learned to pray together. Your small group is going to do a course called the Prayer Course. It's an online course. It's incredibly engaging, very practical, and very challenging. I want you to think about something. We've oriented hundreds of people to the Bible through our Bible course, The Story of God. Even people with a lifetime of experience in the Bible have found the course to be helpful and deepening. And Biblically, people who are basically biblically illiterate came out of it literate and actually with a greater grasp of the Bible than most people who have spent years in church services. If we prepared the course and put it online and then just gave people the link and said, have at it, go there and take the course, we would have only gotten a fraction of that number through uh, the Sorry of God course. The reality is you can do the prayer course on your own, but The other reality is you probably won't if you're not in a small group and you want to join a four week special small group for this purpose. We have several brand new groups that are launching this week and you might say that I got special permission for you to still be able to join past the uh, deadline. And you can do that by going to the uh, web address that is on the screen in front of you and you can sign up to join one of these four week online groups. Here's a second practice for establishing a personal prayer habit. Keep it simple. Pray a minimum of 2 minutes a day. You can pray more, pray a minimum of 2 minutes a day every day. Jesus' response to his disciples' request is surprising when you step back and you look you get out of the details for a moment and you look at the whole thing. His response to their request is to give them uh, a prayer to pray. That completely contradicts the Christian tradition that many of us came out of. He gives them a prayer to pray. He says, pray this. In Luke eleven two, 2, it says this. He said to them, when you pray, say. <laughs> That's what he says. Pray this. He doesn't say, hey, prayer is easy. Just pray what's on your heart. He doesn't say that because it's not easy. He doesn't say it because our heart's. Are deceitful. His prayer is surprising in another way. If uh, you pray this prayer, the Lord's Prayer, especially the one in Luke, and you pray it slowly and thoughtfully, just working your way through it, it takes less than 30 seconds to pray. Time me. Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Now, granted, the Luke Lord's Prayer is shorter than the one in Matthew. So in Matthew chapter 6, we have the Lord's Prayer as well. You can pray that one. You can time yourself. It'll add maybe another 15 seconds onto the prayer. That's, that's the reality. Just keep it keep it simple. James Clear in his book, Atomic Habits, tells an incredible incredible story about a guy who loses 100 pounds. And part of his routine for losing 100 pounds is by changing the way he eats, but also by beginning an exercise routine. Well, he had not exercised for a long time. He found exercise to be very Very difficult to do. And so for the first six weeks, what he would do is he would get dressed for the gym. He would get in his car. He would drive to the gym. He would go into the gym and he would do about half of an exercise. Half of an exercise. Then he'd go back out, get in his car and go home. And he did that for six weeks. He lost eventually, not during those six weeks, but he lost eventually months and months later. He lost eventually a hundred pounds you may say well that's ridiculous half of an exercise that doesn't that doesn't make any sense what a waste of time but James Clear says that if you step back and you look at it from a high level what you realize is the guy with the simple exercise routine was mastering the art of showing up I can't emphasize this enough look over the course of your life diets you quit gym memberships wasted resolutions forgotten why well probably because when you started out you went to the gym and you did a two and a half hour three hour exercise uh routine or you went out running and you did five five and a half six miles or you went on a diet and you just stopped eating everything that you that you like or just being hungry all the time, and just finding yourself hungry all the time, it's no wonder you didn't keep it up. It's no wonder that you quit. Now Jesus gives his disciples a really simple and short prayer. It's profound, but it's simple and it's short. It doesn't take very much time, but it's something that is doable. They can practice or master the art of showing up. They can pray this prayer. They don't have to give up the third simple practice for establishing a personal prayer habit in your life is to make it rewarding and to do this on the checklist I want to challenge you to keep a prayer tracker we have little trouble we have little trouble doing the things that offer an immediate reward that's that's what a prayer tracker is all about it's a powerful tool it's on the sermon application guide. This is a tool that is not only powerful for someone that's new to prayer, it can help even the most exper- experienced prayer, prayer, or person who prays, become more consistent. Every week, this will be part of the outline, or um, you, can, you can just draw up your own if you want to, but the challenge is this. Pray for a minimum of two minutes every day and record it on your prayer tracker every day. Check it off. There is a sense of reward in that. I can tell you right now, something that I never miss in my life. I mean, every single day. I I might miss a prayer time or two along the way. I never miss uh, drinking my coffee. And I have a little, you know, routine that I have for making it. I have this this arrow press that I really love. And, um, and so uh, one of the things that, one of the realities of my life is that if I attach or what James Clear and others that talk about habits, they talk about pr- uh, habit stacking. If I attach a prayer to my daily routine of making coffee, the reality is once that attachment is made and if I keep to that attachment, The reality is I will never miss a day of prayer. But what if I do miss a day? What if making my coffee, I forget, I get to the end of the day, I look at my, or I get to the next morning and I look at my my habit tracker and I realize I missed that day. Well, when that happens, uh, the best thing you can do is determine not to miss twice. And if you miss twice, Maybe you miss three days, maybe you miss four days. The next best thing you can do is get back on the habit tracker because the reality is that if you are back on the habit tracker and you're praying, you're going to be praying a lot more than if you weren't on it at all. So here's why it works. The best way to establish a new habit is to make it immediately rewarding. The tracker is rewarding. It's that simple. It's an immediate reward. The fourth simple practice for establishing a personal prayer habit is to get some additional coaching and accountability. And one of the ways that we're gonna do that during this series is I'm challenging everyone to join what I'm calling the prayer challenge. Now, Jesus taught and modeled uh, praying more than simply a 30 second prayer. The Lord's Prayer was a start. It was the beginning lesson that Jesus gave to the disciples. Once you've mastered the art of showing up, you can develop the habit of prayer and you can deepen your prayer. There's also a built-in accountability if you are a disciple, if you're a follower of Jesus that was just built into everything and their everyday life and their discipleship training. So by joining the prayer challenge, Uh, that's a way of you saying, I'm in. There's a certain amount of accountability to that. And you'll get a series of texts. And in those texts, I'll be calling you to continue on uh, your commitment to pray daily for a minimum of two minutes. And along with that, there's going to be some coaching that I'm going to bring uh, on the texts that you'll receive. Here's how you join. Text the word, prayer habit, to the number 555-888. I'll send periodic tips, some additional coaching, some helpful resources on prayer that will supplement this series, uh, the uh, the sermon series, as well as the prayer course. Uh, These are gonna be short and to the point. The fifth and final practice for establishing a personal prayer habit is we need a regular place to prayer. Consistently return to the same place for your prayer time. That's the fifth item on the list. Consistently return to the same place for your prayer time. So here's the big idea. You can pray in any place. You should pray in every place. But you need a certain place to deepen prayer. Look at 11.1 again. One day, Jesus was praying in a certain place. Jesus had certain places where he went to pray. He prayed any place. He prayed every place, but he had certain places that he would go to to really deepen in his walk with his Father, in his conversation, in his relationship with his Father. That's it, if you really want to develop your personal prayer habit, you need to find your place. You need to find your favorite place to pray and go to that place and every day, uh, kind of lock out everything else that's going. Block out everything else that's going on, and really focus on your relationship with God. Have you figured out yet why it is that I preach this sermon from five different locations? Well, as you think about what your certain place for prayer is, it might be in your favorite coffee shop once they're opened up again, or it might be on your daily walk especially now that the weather is, is nice. Some park near your home, or it might be on your commute to work. I have a friend who normally prays in his coffee shop when the coffee shops are open, but he said for a period of time, for several months in his life, he was praying in his car, and what he would do is he would turn on the car, take the car out of the garage, and his first words would be, "'Good morning, God.' What a way to start your commute, huh?" It might be while making your morning coffee. Or it might be while sitting in your favorite chair. Find your certain place to pray. Well, I want you to just stop for a moment. I want you to look at the sermon application guide. Look at the five items on that checklist. And take a minute uh, with whomever you're watching this with, whether it be your family or your roommates or... Or maybe if you're by yourself, take just about a minute to reflect on that list of five and and reflect on, you know, share with the people that are with you what, what you think about this list and how it might be helpful for you. Uh, and then we'll come back together and continue our response to God. developing a habit of prayer can be really helpful and good to have a prayer routine in our lives but the reality is apart from God's grace and apart from his power the power of the Holy Spirit uh, we would have no connection with God we would just be be going through the motions and so as we begin our response now we're gonna think about the fact that the only reason that we can have a connection with God is because Jesus body was broken for us and because his blood was shed for us so here in a few moments, I just want to encourage you to take the bread, remembering his body broken for you. Take the, Drink the cup, remembering that his blood was shed for you, for the remission of your sins. And then if you have kids with you that are not uh, participating in communion, uh, you can pray the blessing that is going to be on the screen here in a moment. God bless you. Have a great week.